0: so we've all been there it's 10 o'clock at night and you finally get cut you get to go home now it's a Wednesday so you know traffic typically isn't that bad so you decide to crank up some Cascade on the way home and go a little quicker than you should but the problem with Cascade is it's gonna make that heart race and before you know it blue light's behind you now you can ask yourself a few questions in this situation do I run? do I stop? Do I start to cry? In today's episode of 1 out of 10, we're going to give you guys some hints on things you should do when you encounter police officers, whether it be in a normal routine traffic stop or a little bit more serious case.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 1 out of 10 would recommend. Our apologies for the late release. We are running on Latino time this week. Unfortunately, it happens. You got two foreigners doing this thing. It was bound to happen. But we're here. We've made it. Episode 4. And today, as our intro hopefully hinted, we're going to be talking about... What to do when you encounter a bit of a sticky situation with the law. And by the law, probably cops. I hope that... Police officers, That okay. We have to be politically correct. My cops. bad. Cops got a bad connotation. My bad. Police, police officers. officers. So whenever you encounter any sort of situation with a police officer, there's certain things that you should know, that everybody should know, things that you can say... Things that you can do, things that you shouldn't do, things of that nature. And the reason we want to talk about it is because we feel like everybody knows that they have rights. But some people maybe don't know what all those rights are. What you're allowed to do, what you're allowed to say. And it really comes down to making sure that you protect your fourth amendment rights whenever you have any sort of encounters with law enforcement and what the fourth amendment is just as a quick reminder is it protects you against unreasonable searches and seizures okay with that being said let's start (laughs) with the most probably the most Eddie's excited today, guys. Probably, I don't know if you can
0: tell by his voice. He's excited today. Probably
1: the most common situation. Well, let me ask.
0: So before we start with your situations, there was something I was wanting to ask you, man. And I always wondered this. With the Fourth Amendment, well, actually with any of the amendments, what if I just happen to be you know, not an American citizen? Do they still apply to me? Absolutely. All right. So, regardless if you're a citizen or not, these amendments are still going to protect you in certain situations.
1: Yeah. So this isn't. This isn't. And and, and you know, that's, and I'm sure that this this will serve as a clarification to some people. But this is anybody that is in in the United States jurisdiction. Um, these rights protect anybody. So there's only so much. That a police officer can do, regardless of whether or not he knows you're a U.S. citizen, uh, it should not I, treat you differently yeah. if you were or were
0: not. Yes, yeah, so, uh, because the law covers both uh, both sides of it. So, right. uh, if you feel like you've been unjustly treated because you are you don't have papers or there's a, situa- a certain situation like that, then of course you have to speak up and uh, let your word be known.
1: Yeah, your legal status in the U.S. does not take away these rights that are put forth um, I'm sure that it's to protect things of discriminatory nature I'm not fully sure of the, all the legal jargon as to why but yeah th- this applies to anybody as long as you're within United States I would probably imagine the contiguous states in Hawaii and Alaska right? maybe yeah um, no, probably I don't not. I don't. know Like <laughs> if you're on a military base out in Panama like yeah, yeah, it's U.S. property, but hey, yeah, but they have different police uh, systems yeah, so, over there
0: as well. So, so,
1: but so anyway, sure. yeah, so definitely, everybody and anybody, not just U.S. citizens. So, yeah, go back to your question. So, you were about to ask a question, I think I was, and you interrupted me so rudely. I don't know why I'm going to ask it, but I'm going to ask it. My question was, or really, my point was going to be: Let's talk about the most common law enforcement encounter that most people are going to have in their life, and that's a traffic stop. Right, you're driving down the road. Whether you took the wrong turn, you're going the wrong way down a one-way street, or you're going a little too fast, thinking that you're Vin Diesel. uh, Sometimes you have to fast
0: and the Furious, man. If you don't, if you're not furiousing or even fasting, like look,
1: I drive a Hyundai. I drive a Hyundai, and I put it in that shiftable mode, and dude, I feel excited. I I get excited. (laughs) I floor it and it gets to like, oh, God, it's terrible.
0: <laughs> All right. But- now, some of the tips, uh, tips and tricks that we're going to cover today, uh, we're going to get from a online portal. Uh, it's called onlineparalegalprograms.com. They provided a pretty cool diagram that really gives us some helpful information in regards to do's and don'ts of encounters with the police officers. So the first thing that you should always do, so like Eddie had explained, you got pulled over. More than likely, you're being pulled over for a good reason. Now, if you think you're unjustly being pulled over, still, you should not be an ass. Don't be an ass. Be polite and be respectful. Those things are going to get you a long way with the police officer. And who knows? Maybe he's just letting you know that, hey, your brake light's out. You
1: really are going to benefit from trying to comply as best as possible. Again, you know, a quick story about, I think it's like, I've only been pulled over twice. Only twice. Only twice. Lucky. Lucky man. And the first one, I'm pretty sure it's because the cop didn't like that I looked at him in the eye. You Uh, know, there's
0: an old saying, man. It's like you can't look the tiger in the eye. And you look the tiger in the eye. But
1: he looked more like a leopard. What's the difference? The difference is I can handle a leopard. I can't handle a tiger. I don't know what that means. Well, you ever seen leopard print? You see more leopard print than you see tiger print, right? Uh, what leopard print in what clothing? Yeah. ay oh, yeah, yeah. This man. This man reaching for, reaching for, <laughs> stretching for. <ideas. laughs> All right, fine. I was shooting prayers. But my point <laughs> was, my point stands. I think that's why he pulled me over. But regardless, I got pulled over. I actually, you know, it, it took him a second to turn his lights on. So I didn't see the blue light special for like half a mile. Um, But he finally did. I, I figured he was because he was following me. He, he pulled a Yui. It was obvious. There was literally no other cars around and he started following me and so I finally pull over my friends in the in the in the passenger seat with me and she goes roll your window down turn your lights on put your hands on the steering wheel i didn't ask her why i just did it but, no, it was, but what saying, why would she know why would she tell you well her can... dad's a cop her ah, dad's okay. a career cop, okay. right okay out in california somewhere so he's been a cop for i think so his she whole she put you under arrest was no undercover? she didn't put me under it was a sting bro it
0: was a sting she was planned there bro you she was she texting was, him, bro. She was texting him the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. She well, said, I mean,
1: hey, hey, he's nervous, bro. Pull. Pull. I got right away now, without a ticket. How'd you get away without a ticket? What do you mean, how'd I get away without a ticket? I did what I was supposed to do. Okay. So what did you do? <laughs> like, well, like I was saying, I rolled my window down. I turned my lights on. because It was night. It was really dark. It was late at night. And I put, she said, put your hands on the steering wheel. And doing just those simple things sort of lets them know that, they can approach you and and probably feel a little safer, right? Because they can see your hands. Because they right? can see your hands, um, and you're a lot less of a threat. Yeah, right? and I not- don't
0: know. Unless you have some like deformity
1: or you have some special powers, you probably don't have more than two hands. I hope not. That happened. He he said, "Oh, I didn't think you had a seatbelt on." Ah, right. but also I feel like her her um, she had a bit of an influence too because she actually handed him. Her ID, without him requesting it. Okay. And on the back of her ID is her dad's card. Oh, okay. But right? you're not required to do that, right? No, you're not required to do that, but she did it anyway. And In Europe, by the way, you are required. Um, in
0: Europe, well, when I went over this summer, uh, we were in a Uber. And the Uber got pulled over. And we were in Croatia, and the police there asked for everybody's ID. And in Europe, just a heads up, you typically don't carry your passport everywhere you go. Um, it's it's a well known fact that people will mug you for your passport and whatnot. So I didn't take my passport with me. You know I left it. But uh, we get pulled over and the guys like you know the police are like hey let me see your passports and I was like man I don't carry it with me. It's not something I carry with me regularly. Uh, luckily the guy was you know feeling nice that night and let us go. But you're right you're not required to show ID.
1: No you're not. Typically it's going to be a request and we'll cover that more what what's a request and what sort of an order from a police officer. But uh, but you know you're not. But obviously you comply. Things are probably going to go a little easier. But anyway, she did that. Her, her dad's card was on the back. Um, he said something about, oh, you know, um, I thought you didn't have your seatbelt on. He asked my friend, and she said, yeah, he had a seatbelt on. And he said, okay, well have a good night. And we went and had some sushi. Yeah. Right? And <laughs> okay. the second time happened after this, and it was during the day. It was at home, man. But that that wasn't as serious. I actually got scot free out of that one too because the cop knew my mom. You lucky man. <laughs> You're a lucky, man. And uh, yeah. I get tickets for people. I heard. I get tickets
0: for people. I heard. So let me tell y'all a story about uh, when I first got my, my license. So I get my driver's license. I'm 16, fresh out the gate. And I have a 1987 Volkswagen Scirocco. Now for those of you that know cars, y'all know y'all know this is something special, right? It's a little hatchback, black, loud as all hell. Like when I drive past you, you know there's somebody driving past you. Not doesn't mean that it sounded amazing, but to me, hey, that's my baby. I love the way she sounds.
1: That's, that's his first. You always remember your first.
0: <sighs> Eddie. Eddie's in a proper form tonight. <laughs> All right. So, interestingly, interestingly enough, I have only received three tickets in my entire <laughs> life. And they just happen to all be in the same month. <laughs> Literally a couple months after I get my license, uh, it's summertime, and I'm driving around, and you know you're with your friends, and so sometimes you get pulled over. The first time I get pulled over, definitely my fault. No questions asked there. I was speeding, and I got you know still young, so I'm not paying attention to the streets around me. Uh, I'm not paying attention to the roads, and I'm I'm going faster than I should, and I get pulled over, rightfully so. But luckily, the first speeding ticket that I received was dropped. So I didn't have to worry about it. I only had to worry about it when I got the second speeding ticket. Three days later. <laughs> Three days later. So I'm driving down the street. I got my buddy in the car. And these Hondas zoom past us. In the tuner world, there's a lot of Hondas and they're very, very loud. Why? They got the fart cannon special, man. Is That's, that why? There's 20 horsepower, guaranteed. 20 horses Yeah, in addition to the flames on the side That's so, another 15 So 20 fucking ponies Some bright ass Some Japanese mufflers. ponies Good God These are stallions, man oh, So they zoom past me, man They zoom past me And, you know, me and my buddy We're like, you know we're. It's our first time really experiencing stuff like this So we're like, oh yeah, this is cool Tokyo Drift, hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're, I'm, we're not speeding I'm not speeding And a trooper passes us in the opposite lane Just as those Hondas kicked it past us and the trooper busts a U-turn and gets – and, you know, I'm thinking, hey, he's going to go after them, so I'm going to pull over. I pull a lane over, and he gets right behind me, turns the lights on.
1: Damn. He thought you were playing the teriyaki boys instead of the Hondas. <laughs> now, you see, when he pulled me over, I was, I was a little bit surprised. I was like, well,
0: why am I being pulled over? This makes no sense. So I ask him. I'm like, hey, man. You know, like he comes up to the window, doesn't really say anything, just says license and registration. And I was like, what's going on, man? And he goes, I'll be back. And he goes back to his car, writes me a ticket, and comes back and says, have a good night. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, why am I being pulled over? Hey, I was like, "Eh." literally turned around and walked away. Didn't answer a single question. Just handed me a ticket, went on his way. Had to hit that quota. Problem with that is, as I said, the (laughs) second ticket reinstated my first. So now I'm getting hit with a double whammy. But it doesn't end there. Wait, there's more. (laughs) Uh oh. <laughs> a few days later. Uh oh. Actually, I lied. It's probably about a week later. So it was still fresh. Uh, a week later or so, I'm driving home from the movies and I'm going down a hill. The speed limit is a 45 in that area. But uh, I hit like 54, 54, 53, 54 miles an hour going down a hill. The reason I remember is because. The Sriracha only goes 60. <laughs> downhill. <laughs> no, no. So the reason I remember is because the police officer told me when he pulled me over. Three miles down the road. This dude was tailgating me for a solid three miles, four miles, trying to get me to go a little bit quicker so that I'd go nine more than nine over. Uh, when you go more than nine over, depending on the jurisdiction, the state that you're in, uh, there are different legal implications. At least in the state that we're in, if you go nine over only, you don't have to go to court. Well, he pulls me over and he replies, yeah, the reason I'm pulling you over is because you were speeding, blah, 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 blah can't get out of it no chance i'm getting out of these man especially with two tickets like a week before. exactly and they see that they see that on your computer let's just say i left the heavy shoes at
1: home after that i put on some flip-flops forget the flip-flops this is why they made crocs crocs (laughs) okay
0: so let's give a couple more tips whenever you're being pulled over Uh, Some usable information here. You mentioned keeping your hands on the steering wheel or keeping your hands visible. It's very important to keep you safe as well as the officers. By default, the officer is trained to suspect something. He's going to approach from the back of the vehicle and he's going to search the car, typically with a flashlight. So they're going to point the flashlight in the car, One thing that you guys might not know is the police officer typically doesn't put the flashlight in front of their face. You know, they'll put it to the side so they'll, whenever you look up, you see the light right in your face, but he's probably about two feet to the right of that, depending on the right-handed or left-handed. But he's going to approach from the rear and search the vehicle as he approaches. A tip that I'm going to give you guys is keep all sorts of questionable things out of sight. Um, things such as prescription bottles. Say you have some type of um, you know prescription medication. Keep that out of sight. That's going to cause probable cause, and is going to give the officer um, the capabilities of asking to search your vehicle.
1: And at that point, because of that, you you kind of don't have a choice. We'll because get into we'll get into that later. But you know, just you know, keep that. That's a very important one, I think. Yeah. Um, So keep prescription bottles out of sight. If you uh,
0: have any rolling papers, measuring scales, if you feel like you know you want to be a a drug dealer, (laughs) Ziploc bags, firearms, weapons. Uh, If maybe you're you know feeling like Aladdin and you want to have a hookah in your in your ride, (laughs) then (laughs) keep that out of sight as well. (laughs) That was probably genie more so than Aladdin. But I get your point. <laughs> uh, so keep the items like that out of sight. Those are all types of items that are going to draw attention for the police officer and are going to give him probable cause to search your vehicle.
1: Now, I did say that I rolled my entire window down um, and I took that advice from my friend who was sitting next to me. Some people say you can you can just crack your window um, and obviously crack it a sufficient amount. Uh, you don't have to. But some people say you know you should roll your window all the way down. So just – Definitely make it so that it's at least a comfortable interaction yeah. with the police officer. It's already awkward as yeah, is. Yeah, so. you don't want to make it even more awkward or, no. or more difficult than it has to be. Eddie, I'm going to ask you a question, man. How many times do you typically... Well, you've only been pulled over twice.
0: But how many times out of those two times did were you the one asking why you got pulled over? Never. And Not a single time. Typically, they ask you, Hey, son, do you know why I'm pulling you over tonight? Yeah. Well, if I did... I probably wouldn't be here, right? I would have, I wouldn't have done it if you would have, you know, if I would have known. But in a situation, was me. <laughs> in a situation like that, you need to ask questions. You need to ask for cause. The reason you need to ask for cause is because the police officer has to articulate a reply.
1: Well, he has to articulate it, and then that has to be also brought up in court if it's going to go to court. Oh, yeah, of course. So the police officer is going to be present in court, and
0: he's going to have to give the same reason, Mm -hmm. especially if you show up and you say, no, that's not what you told me when you pulled me over. When um, in my second case, the guy didn't tell me a reason, but me being young, naive, I didn't know. I could have probably gotten away with a second ticket as well if I would have just recorded the encounter. Recording police officers while they're on duty, is that legal? Absolutely. Absolutely, guys. And,
1: and just to be clear, and I know we're talking about traffic stops, but that's when they're on duty and it doesn't have to necessarily involve you, I don't believe. No. So it, that's why you see a lot of people, you know, on social media, posting happenings when it's not really them that are being uh, questioned or searched or, you know, it's, it doesn't necessarily involve them, um, but you can still record it. You can't just randomly, you know, uh, officers out there eating breakfast at McDonald's or something. Yeah. You can't just record that. But... It's not against the law to record an officer performing his duty. So, if an officer says, step back, step back. Do listen to those requests of of police officers. And even if they sound like orders, don't get in their way when you record. But there's something else that they're not allowed to do. And what's that? And that's confiscate your equipment. Delete the video without a warrant. And basically interfere with that recording.
0: Well, they can interfere with it, but they just can't get the recording from you. They can't take your equipment. They can't ask you to delete it. Uh, They're on duty. And as them being on duty, that gives you the capabilities of recording them. I recommend, personally, I recommend always do it. Uh, Always record it. I mean they don't have to be aware. You can literally start recording on your phone, put your phone down on the dash or somewhere where it's within earshot so that you can at least record the voice conversation that you're having. Yeah, Things happen to go well and you don't get a speeding ticket, delete it. But if something happens and your rights are infringed upon, now you have video and audio evidence of the encounter. Yeah, now, absolutely. Now, Eddie, say
1: you don't have a phone or any, a recording device. What else can you do to cover yourself? So this, this is one of those things that sort of I was like, oh, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Because what you can do is actually after, even after the encounter is, is over, you can literally write it down on a piece of paper and sign it and date it. I would because that then you can present that as saying, here's my account of this interaction. The reason I I found that really interesting is because I so I supervise people for two years, right? And one of the things that you always you're always taught when you supervise, when you manage people, um, is document, 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 document everything that happens. So legally, if something happens, you know, there's some sort of interaction between myself and and a subordinate of mine. Subordinate, Um, (laughs) coworker, Eddie. No, 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 no. Sensitivity training. They answer to me. And you have to make that clear. So I'm not going to apologize for that one. Eddie's in proper form tonight, No, they are my direct reports if you want me to be a little more politically correct. This man is a... Direct report. Dictator. Yes. But I have the right to do that. I had the right to do that at the time. What I'm saying is, you, you write it down, you sign it, you date it, and that's basically a legal record of it. No, you can do that. If you don't have some sort of recording device or whatever. As soon as the encounter's done, write it down or, you know... Probably even jot it down in, in a note in your phone and write it down later and sign it or whatever. Honestly,
0: you could probably even go on Facebook or, or Instagram and make a post. I mean, well, that would be considered could. as well because there's, it's got a date stamp. It's got a time stamp. So you know what just happened. You can't fake that time stamp.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know how, I'm just guessing there. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about some things that you should not do. Now, what are a couple of things that you recommend our listeners
1: don't do? Don't answer questions. <laughs> Well, that's just. I don't like answering questions, but don't answer questions. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna let me me pause there.
0: Let me pause there. If you've done something wrong and you don't want to incriminate yourself, do not answer questions. He's right. You're not by law required to answer any questions, even if you're arrested. You're not allowed. You're not required by law to to answer any type of request. It's
1: basically to protect yourself against self incrimination. So I've been
0: pulled over. Speeding, but I was also pulled over as a passenger in, in a friend's car. So we get pulled over, and the police officer comes up to the window and knocks on her window. She rolls it down. He uh, asks for her license and registration. And then he asks her, he's like, hey, so what, are you, what have you been doing tonight? You know, what have you guys been doing tonight? Mm-hmm. We literally did nothing. We went to dinner, and we were going back home. So um, it's a
1: lady friend, huh?
0: Well, lo and behold, I do have one or two of those. Oh. <laughs> But, no. Uh, lady. Ooh. Okay. Player, player. Oh, this guy. Eddie's in proper form, ladies and gents. But, so, the police officer asked her, you know, like, what have you guys been doing tonight? And I kind of, you know, we, we told him the truth. Hey, just, we went to get food. And now, we're just going back home. That's no, nothing big. But in a situation like that, I ch- sometimes feel like, hey, what, what's what's it
1: your business? You know, that's actually a really good point because I'm pretty sure when I got pulled over um, that one time with my friend, he asked us the same thing. Like, what are you, where are you guys headed tonight? Yeah. And what I guess te- technically going? we don't have to tell him. But we did. You know, hey, we're going to Sushi
0: Blues. Yeah. And then he asked you again. Yeah. And then he asked you again probably before he, before he lets you go to see if you're lying. Why? Because police officers by law can lie and bluff in communications with people. Yeah, they
1: can. They can. And, and part of that sometimes is to make sure they're allowed – they can do their job a- yeah. appropriately. Again – Know that you don't necessarily have to answer questions. So always keep that in mind. Again, like we just said, those simple questions, like where are you guys heading or what are you guys doing, and Harmless. you have and you have something an answer. Like we went to dinner, we went to the movies. Probably not great, but if otherwise, you don't really have to answer that. Yeah. Um Anything else? What what, what about uh, lying and giving false documentation? Don't do it. <laughs> I mean, don't lie or, or give false documents because now now you're breaking the law. Yeah, because you're <laughs> you, you're presenting these to a person of a, th- a person in law enforcement. If I'm lying to you and I give you a fake passport of me, I mean, you can report me, but nah, you good. <laughs> <laughs> I never narked on nobody. But if I do that to a cop, I mean, I'm going to jail. Yeah. So don't don't do that. And you know, don't give don't voluntarily give permission for, for officers to search your vehicle. I think that's probably good practice even if you know you don't have anything, because you don't know if somebody else sort of let something slip out their pocket. Exactly.
0: Right? And guess so what? It's
1: whose car is it? It's yours. You're responsible for it. Like we said earlier, or what you were saying, especially if it's out it's dark, they're approaching with a flashlight. And if it's visible, and they happen to catch it, then they're allowed to search. But if they request, you can you you definitely have the right to say, officer, um, what was it that you told me the line? I don't have to consent to that.
0: Yeah, you can right? say you can say, uh, officer, I respectfully do not have to consent to that.
1: Right, because there's no evidence now. If they present and say, you know. Yeah, it's different if he says, hey, step out of the car. Um, once
0: again, if he says, step out of the car, you should probably clarify, hey, is this a request or an order? If he has probable cause, he'll tell you, I have probable cause. Please step out of the vehicle. I need to search your vehicle. Um, and then if you, you should probably ask again, why? And then if he says, I see something in the back seat, then you're like, okay, makes sense. But if he, if you ask him why and he just tells you again, step out the vehicle, guess what? He's not doing his job. Record the situation. Um, another case, and this probably only happens really in the movies but i don't think it's that far-fetched say for example there's a crooked cop and he searches your vehicle and he doesn't like you and he decides to plant some evidence um and now guess what he found the evidence that he planted and surprise
1: surprise and now you're gonna get arrested and go to jail okay so the last thing we want to talk about well in regards to things that might happen during a traffic stop and this actually can happen in a lot of different situations, not just a traffic stop, but um, breathalyzers. So if there's any reason why a police officer may think that they need to administer a breathalyzer, um, do know that you don't actually have to take it. You can actually refuse. Well, there's
0: you can always refuse, but there's two distinct outcomes that you can have
1: depending on your situation expand on that a little bit more because it's actually still a little unclear to me but i know you know more about this one. sure yeah so there's two situations
0: in regards to a breathalyzer that we're going to cover today uh one is pre-arrest and another is post-arrest now in most states uh, whenever you get your driver's license you give consent to take a breathalyzer
1: well i think it's So to clarify, I think it's some sort of chemical test. Some sort of chemical test. Correct.
0: But in that uh, agreement, you also say that if I'm under arrest and I refuse to take a breathalyzer, guess what? I'm going to lose my license. That's the consent that you're really giving there. It's the fact that if you refuse, you're going to give up your license. Yes. Now, let's talk about the pre-arrest. So nothing's happened, right? You've been pulled over um, and... There's maybe some type of cause for the police officer to administer a breathalyzer. She pulls out the breathalyzer and asks you, "Hey, can you please blow into the breathalyzer?" The first question that you should ask in that situation is, "Ma'am, am I under arrest?" If she replies Absolutely. with, "If she replies with no," nothing will happen to you if you refuse to take the breathalyzer. Now, the police officer can maybe try to find some more probable cause to give you a breathalyzer, but you're not going to lose your license by refusing pre-arrest. Post-arrest, it's a little bit different. Post-arrest, if you refuse to take a breathalyzer, that is an automatic, irreversible suspension of your driver's license. I mean, depending on what you've been doing, it might be a good idea, It it might not be a good idea. First of all, if you've been drinking and driving... Don't drive You're a scumbag Alright There's a lot of different options Uber, Lyft, walking, biking You can even take one of those little scooters they have everywhere
1: I don't know I feel like those might be a little Especially if you're not wearing a helmet Because Bird and Lime tell you to wear a helmet when you're riding these scooters
0: Hashtag not sponsored (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is that there are different opportunities for you to get home Other than driving Leave your car just leave your car it's not worth the risk you're taking upon yourself and upon others that you're bringing so yeah, so there's those those are the two really that I wanted to cover was the pre arrest and post arrest um, you can resist both uh the police officer can then choose to say, all right well we're going to give you a blood test, but if they decide that they want to give administer a blood test, they need a warrant, so that's you know more time that you can spend sobering up. <laughs> I'm just gonna say you're gonna refuse it. You lose your license. Well, guess what? Now he has to give you a blood test. By the time they take you to the police station and they take your blood, more than likely you've sobered up a bit. Yeah. But so those, once again, we're not gonna we're not condoning it. But at the same time, it's good for you to know these types of uh, avenues that you have.
1: Yeah, good for everyone to know.
0: Yeah. So that really wraps up about being pulled over or uh, routine traffic stops. Uh, there's I know there's a lot of things that we didn't cover. Uh, but I think these were the ones that were really most interesting to us.
1: Yeah, a lot of clarification. For example, the breathalyzer thing. Secondly, the fact that typically when an officer asks you something, it's a request, not necessarily an order. Third thing, that you have the right to ask a lot of questions and always make sure you're ask, you ask that if you're free to leave. Yeah, Because an officer can only detain you for so long if he has a reason to detain you. Otherwise... It's, you know, you're consenting to stay. Yeah, and by not saying no, you're saying yes. Exactly. That's how it works. So there's a lot of little intricacies that even I don't think I really knew. Um, So this is a really good outline. And again, just a quick reminder, uh, we got uh, a lot of this information from a diagram. Online paralegal programs, obviously, things might vary from state to state. So definitely read into the laws of your state. Because, you know, this is definitely from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. It's not a blanket across the U.S., but it's probably going to fall somewhere in line with that. So the, last, the next thing we wanted to talk about, to just expand a little bit on just gener- ge- more general situations, not just, not just traffic stops, is... Uh, the three different levels
0: of police and citizen encounters... So, typically, an encounter can be placed into three categories, as the diagram explains to us. One is called consensual, the second is an investigative detention, and the third is called a an arrest. Now, each one of them comes with its own restrictions and uh, levels of evidence needed for you to fall into that case. The consensual con- uh, casual conversation requires zero evidence. This is a case where Eddie's walking down the street and he I passes. Didn't do it. This man, this man, if you reply with, I didn't do it, more than likely you have something <laughs> to hide. <laughs> but you're walking down the street and you happen to walk past the crime scene and a police officer comes up to you and says, hey, can I ask you a few questions? Now, they typically don't have any evidence against you. You're just walking past. They just want to see maybe if you know anything that can help the investigation and you can help resolve whatever happened. Now, on those in those types of situations, you have the right to leave whenever you want. Say you're uncomfortable with the situation and the line of questioning is starting to kind of point to you. You're not under arrest. The officer hasn't said that you are uh, explicitly under arrest. You have the right to leave. And also, you're not required to show an ID. So the question you should ask is, am I free to leave? And if he says yes, just turn around and walk away. But I've heard of plenty of cases where kids will be walking home from school and a police officer pulls them over and says, hey, show me your ID. Um, Because must have lived in the ghetto, it was an interesting neighborhood. Yeah, (laughs) but if you get pulled over, I did a lot of skateboarding as a kid.
1: Ah, that's why.
0: Yeah, so
1: rascals.
0: (laughs) I had a rotation. I had a rotation of five names that I used every time I got kicked out. They'd ask me, "Who are you?" And I'd give them a new name. And it worked every time you suck shit. until I got kicked out by the same officer twice. <laughs> now, now, now I have to come up with. He
1: remember? <laughs> he said he told me his name was Jorge last time, and now he's John. <laughs> uh, so let, let's wrap up the
0: consensual one. So in a consensual conversation that you're having with a police officer, uh, the type of legal searches they're allowed to do is restricted to plain sight. And things that they can see on you, uh, if they ask you and you say, "Yeah, sure," here, you know, you can check my pockets, whatever. That's consent. And you're giving them the probability, you're giving them the potential to look through your pockets legally. It's nothing against it. Now the uh, second, now the second level that we want to talk about is the investigative detention. Now for this one, it's a little bit different than the first because you're you asked, "Hey, can I leave?" And the officer says, "No, you can't leave." Um, in, in a situation like this, maybe uh, something happened and you are underneath video surveillance and they see you walking across the crime scene before or after something happened. Uh, in those types of situations, the police officer has enough evidence that they can ask you to stay. Uh, you're not typically under arrest right now because they haven't uh, explicitly said it, but they have probable cause for your, uh, for them to continue questioning you.
1: Right, the, and I guess the uh, the. Eff- Sort of the official wording is reasonable, articulable suspicion. So they have something that gives them an indication that, oh, maybe they can't question you and they can hold you. Um, they can detain you, essentially. Yeah. So, again, it's not an arrest. And detainment typically lasts no more than 30. They don't have a right to keep you more than 30 minutes. Um, and that'll typically happen. Traffic stop, for example, if there's some sort of paraphernalia, or if you're walking down the street in a backpack, and there's a can of spray paint or something, and then, then you know there's there looks like something's freshly painted or wasn't painted a long time ago, so things of that nature, where there was something that indicates maybe something isn't right, and that's when they have uh, the right to sort of detain you and hold you in this investigative detention. Now, again, if they hold you and they uh, and you ask, "Am I free to leave?" and they say no. In those situations, you you are not allowed to leave for that small amount of time. Otherwise, if they don't proceed any further, just keep asking that question and then you should be able to leave. Um, Obviously, I hope that nobody that did something dumb like tagged a wall uh, is able to pull one on on an officer. But in case case you're innocent, do know that that is is a situation. Um, Again, also ID required. Uh, you don't have to necessarily show it in this type of situation in, in 26 states. And so half the country don't. The other half you do, essentially. Uh, so always look that up yeah. depending on where you live.
0: Yeah, and the exemption is if you're a driver. So say you got pulled over, then yeah, you have to show it. But keep in mind that just because a police officer is asking you questions, it doesn't mean you're under arrest. Now, if you're under arrest, things are a lot different. Uh, so that's tip. that's the... My tip for you guys to keep in mind is: if you're ever pulled over, and even if it is the second level of interrogation or questioning, always ask him under arrest because now that changes your uh, rights and it changes the things that you can and can't do.
1: Yep. So let's, let's let's dive into that one a little more. Now, if
0: you've been arrested, honestly, you're you're in a pretty tough spot. An example of this is you've, you were caught breaking into something or you're caught tagging or you're caught uh, you know, speeding maybe excessively over the speed limit. If you're under arrest, now you've lost a lot of your privileges. Uh, for example, if you ask the police officer, am I under arrest? They say yes. Uh, you have to show an ID and now they can legally frisk you. They can uh, search you via plain sight. They can look through your vehicle. You've kind of lost all of your tools in your tool belt because guess what? You got caught and now all your rights are out the window and in, in regards to the kind of tips that we've, gave him bef- we've given you guys before. With, with that being said, that kind of wraps up the three different types of police investigations slash interactions with civilians.
1: Um, I can't think of really much else that I wanted to cover today. What about you, Eddie? No, no, not at all. I think uh, we hope this, this episode really served as really informative. We really wanted to kind of talk about a little more detail because, like I, again, like I said before, we definitely, at least I definitely didn't know a lot of the details that we've talked about today. Some of them I did, a lot of them I didn't. You know, like I said, there's a lot of intricacies that go on, so this episode is definitely something that we thought uh, would be cool to talk about just because, you know, in today's sort of social media, we're surrounded by it, we see things happen a lot. And sometimes I think people lose sight of what is and isn't fact. Um, so again, this is informative. It's meant to to sort of highlight a lot of things. Again, always double check what the laws are in your state. I think we definitely want to make sure that we didn't say something that that maybe doesn't pertain to you and and, and just put you in a bind or anything like that because it's serious stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely serious stuff and uh, and and you know, we just thought it'd be a really good, really informative episode. Um, but we do hope you know you guys are enjoying what we're we're putting out there for you guys the superheroes and all that. Just a heads up, we're coming up on two hundred plays, my brother. Hey, big 200 time. Plays. So honestly, guys, um, thanks to everyone who is listening. We have some reviews and some ratings. So exciting. again, you know that's exciting, guys. Um, we put a lot of time and work into this, and uh, you know just thank you for that. Uh, again, keep tuning in. I think one thing we gotta start thinking and talking about is and someone mentioned this to me is how do we interact with listeners right Yeah, that'd be um, cool. so again, we're gonna first off something that's already out there uh, follow us on Instagram one out of ten would recommend you? that is what we're primarily using you know we're gonna you know try to follow more people and, and obviously we want you guys to follow us ask questions we'll, ask questions we'll definitely you know, be posting pictures and things of that nature. Um, where you guys can ask us whatever you guys want. I think if we see the need for it, perhaps in the long run. I know neither of us really use it, but Twitter might be an option. I know a lot of people communicate to listeners through Twitter. But another thing that that we could do is uh, we we could we could let you guys email us questions. Yeah, so we have a you know the podcast has an email, and we'd be more than happy to go ahead and answer people's questions, take requests, maybe interact in some way shape or form with with anybody and everybody who's listening um because again we want to you know put out there every every time we release an episode things that are going to entertain you things that are going to maybe educate you a little bit things that you're going to enjoy the listening to yep so definitely uh let us know if maybe we should get a twitter let us know if you guys want to open up the channels of communication via email as well Um, because again we want to make this as enjoyable as possible for you guys so just wanted to drop that little bit right there for everyone Uh, again rate, review, subscribe we are on Apple Podcasts we are on Google Podcasts Stitcher Spotify you can find us via Alexa because Alexa likes to hear us talk Alexa knows who Ray is. Just tell her, tell her, tell her Ray sent you. Ray sent you. And tell her, her his buddy. Oh, I almost said her buddy. Yeah.
0: You said his buddy. His,
1: <laughs> anyway, listen to uh Follow, again, <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. We're out there on almost every single platform. And we hope you enjoy. We'll see you guys again next time. One out of ten, would recommend. Out.